This is the Stampede, Brian Jones, Ashton Yanez, back at it again after a week off, because it was your birthday, so we... Because it was my birthday. Yes. Yeah. Jordan year. We usually uh, record Actually, who's on the, Wednesday. Who's, who's like the best NFL player to have worn 23? You know, I don't know, so let me uh, take a look for you. Best... Let's do it together. Famous football players... 23. Um, well, I'm getting a soccer. I mean, uh, I'm on the Pro Football Hall of Fame website. I'm kind of cheating. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, best active player. I could tell you who the best active player in the NFL is to wear number 23. Chamberlain uh, is in the Hall of Fame. He's the only one with jersey number 23. I don't know who the hell that is. Chamberlain is. Uh, you know what? Jari Alexander. Guy Chamberlain. I don't know who that is. Uh, but Jari Alexander, the corner for the Green Bay Packers, the best corner in the NFL, according to me at least, um, wears number 23. So there's your guy. Nice. Jari Alexander. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, so before we dig in to the meat and potatoes of last week and this coming week, we have our week seven predictions in the show. We're going to touch on the John Gruden situation once we get to the Raiders section. Uh, we're also going to talk about the news that the Dolphins may or may not be making a move for Deshaun Watson and where Tua could potentially end up. Multiple multiple reports coming out. It could be a few teams, so we'll get that when we talk about the Dolphins. Um, follow us on all of our social medias. They'll all be down below. Other than that, uh, let us know you're watching the show. Shout us out on whatever site you use, social media site, and we will shout you out during the show. So, yeah, let's get started. Thursday Night Football, the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Browns are two-point favorites. Both of these teams are 3-3 and on the season. Never thought the Broncos would have the same record as the Browns, but here we are. The Browns lost to the Cardinals 37-14. The Broncos lost to the Raiders 34-24. Case Keenum's going to start this game. So that's, I think, where where we should start. Baker is out. Kareem Hunt's out. Nick Chubb's out. Both of their starting tackles are out. The Browns are injury-riddled on both sides of the ball. So is Denver. Um, So, yeah, and Drew Locke might start. So we might see Case Keenum against Drew Locke. It's definitely going to be a funky Thursday night football game. Is there any way we could just skip it? Um, I mean... I'm a Bronco fan, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, physically, yeah. I mean, there's probably a better way to watch this game. But, um, honestly, despite the fact that Cleveland, you know, when healthy is a much superior team over Denver. Yeah, by far. I'm, I'm going to play it safe prediction-wise and just go with the healthier team at home. Because you said this was in Denver? In Denver, but the Browns are actually favored by two points. So I think that kind of shows how the league uh, kind of views Denver because as have, such a low-end team. Yeah, Denver's a little banged up as well, but they're used to being banged up. I mean, De- Denver will still have their game plan regardless. Cleveland, though, both backs are out. Your best offensive tackles are out. I mean, it's going to be a lot harder to establish a run game. Case Keenum's at quarterback, and, you know, again, they're, the receiving core is not consistent, so... I don't know what to expect offensively. I mean, are they going to be, 
you know, the goal is to always be a, a balanced offense. I don't know what Cleveland's even going to do better passing wise or running game wise. So I, I just see Denver just because they're the slightly healthier team and it's at mile high. You know what? Um, surprisingly, I'm actually going to agree and pick Denver. Uh, this last week t- loss to the Raiders really put the whole season kind of in perspective for me as far as the Broncos are concerned. The Broncos are going to beat bad teams, and they're going to lose to good teams. That's what they are. That's what they've been for the last who knows how many years since they moved on from Peyton Manning in his retirement after that Super Bowl, right? Uh, they haven't figured out the quarterback. Uh, they haven't figured out the coach. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Broncos are going to fire uh, Vic Fangio after this season. Um, I can't wait for Kellen Moore or Brian Dable to be the head coach of the Broncos. I can't wait to get the quarterback right for one. Uh, but, yeah, I just – there's actually a chance that Case Keenum, a healthy Case Keenum, is better than an injured Baker Mayfield because – I know that what the national media is going to do. They're going to twist it if Case Keenum has a good day and say, oh, he should start over Baker. Baker's been playing hurt for the whole season. Ever since that moment he popped his shoulder out of place, he's been playing hurt. So I'm not going to put too much on Baker. Um, and it's not like Baker's asked to do too much in this offense, you know, um, because of who the, how they got the run game. But, man, the Browns could use some help at wide receiver. Brown? Well, I mean, this Jarvis is out. Odell is not right. That's why I was what saying Odell the, receiving, is the receiving core is not consistent. Your, your best weapon is David and Joku, who's very inconsistent at tight end. Um, and I just think you're gonna have Vaughn Miller going up against these tackles. I think it's a pretty favorable matchup for Denver. But if Denver goes out and just completely craps the bed and looks like they did against Oakland until, or excuse me, Vegas until the last quarter of the game. Uh, I fully expect. Well, I, I'm picking the Broncos. I mean, I just I'm playing safe and just picking the healthier team at home. But yeah, this is well, one of those according, games that could... according to ESPN, um, the Browns are favored in this one. So I guess we're not really playing it safe according to them, right? Yeah. All right. So we we both got the Broncos. Let's yep. move on to the Sunday morning games. The Kansas City Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. They're traveling. To the Titans to take on, or to the to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Excuse me. The Chiefs are three and three. The Titans are four and two, coming off a big win over the Bills. The Chiefs beat Washington, so not that impressive of a win. But ah, uh, the Chiefs are back-ish. I mean, they they looked good against Washington, but it's like it's Washington, so I don't really know if right. that really matters. So the Titans yeah. win over the Tennessee's Bills. Tennessee's coming is, off a big win. It's a really big win. And to me, this is like the ultimate lay an egg kind of right. game for Tennessee. I mean, there's a reason the Chiefs are favored on the road against these guys. We, we, we know that the Chiefs are the better team. It's just like, can the Chiefs defense stop Derrick Henry? No, they can't. We know that. We know that's going to happen. Um, this game might come down to whoever has the last possession, but I... It's 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 a it's a tricky game for me because well, well, I don't know what Chiefs team we're getting, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say this. My prediction, I'm just gonna be straightforward, is still gonna be the Chiefs. I do still think they're the better team. Yes, I know it's. You said it was at Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but I think what gives the Chiefs an edge, at least in this game. It's the fact that they have the film of the Titans against Buffalo. Because Buffalo's offense, like Kansas City, it's overpowering. I mean... 
Yeah, it's right? not like the Titans right? played amazing. Quarterback's defense, a big right? mobile is a athletic guy with a big arm. You got receivers that you just can't double cover unless you leave another guy open. You the run game, it's it's there just to keep the defense honest. So it's a lot of similarities. So I think Andy Reid has the advantage in seeing how Tennessee will try to attack them. And then he can figure out what his team needs to do better specifically to get around to basically counter Tennessee's game plan. And I think Andy Reid, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. So he'll figure it out. And really, this offense is just too good to really be stopped. And so I really think if Andy Reid just calms Patrick Mahomes down, if the, he understands what coverages Tennessee's in, he'll understand which guy's going to have a big game and which guy's going to just be the complimentary player. Because this team is just too talented offensively. Defensively, yes. They're pretty they are, bad. <laughs> they're pretty bad. They're going to struggle. Derrick Henry will probably get his 130 yards and two touchdowns. Like it, it, You're just not stopping it. There's a reason he had back-to-back three-touchdown games. The key for them is to simply stop Julio and A.J. Brown on the play action. If they let Derrick Henry run the ball, that's perfectly fine because that kills clock. Kansas City's about scoring quick. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is simply make sure only Derrick Henry is getting the touches. Because that's what killed Buffalo was the fact that they could not stop A.J. Brown and Julio Jones on the play action. I mean, that catch by Julio Jones, Julio's still Julio. Yeah, we were, watching that, we were watching that game, and you were like, oh, no, that's out of bounds. I was like, no, man, I think he caught that. And then they went back to replay, yeah, and I was and like, holy. Yep, he caught it. Yeah, he, he caught, caught that it. right foot, barely got in. I mean, it was Julio's still Julio. So when you have him and A.J. Brown both playing wideouts on the opposite sides, Knowing that neither of them can be double covered because you got to put an extra guy in the box to stop Derrick Henry, it's it's figuring out what two guys do you want to cover those two receivers, and then what free safety do you think is left enough athletic enough to kind of cheat up and the run game while also, you know, haul ass out into the backfield if all of a sudden he realizes it's play action. So it's it's interesting to see how Kansas City will do it because just in plain passing situations they've blown coverages um run game they're okay at they i do think their defensive runs a little little bit better than buffalo's but still i mean it's derrick henry there's no answer to derrick henry there's not much unless you're ball like the the only team i've seen stop derrick henry was baltimore in the playoffs but that was because that was when tennessee did not have julio jones so all they did was double cover aj brown and put everyone else in the tackle box and to, for all intents and purposes, if the Bills call a better play on the goal line, they win that game. And then Tennessee is 3-3, three and three, right. same as the Chiefs, right? So I'm not sold on Tennessee as, like, some Super Bowl contender like I think a lot of people are now. Um, and if I had, like, if, I you, think if, I ask you, and if I ask you today, who's the better team, the Bills or the Titans? You're going to say the Bills I'm are the better team. The Bills. Exactly. It just happened on that particular night. The Bills are coming off a big win over the Chiefs right. last week. I'm not even mad. Probably overlooked Tennessee a little bit. and I'm not even mad at the QB yeah. sneak. I'm mad at how they wanted to do the QB sneak. Because he they did it without tight ends, without the fullback and running back really lined up behind Josh. Like it was just straight up just Josh, five offensive linemen, and hoping they got the snap off before defense was ready. Yeah, defense I would... was more than ready. Brian Dawkins got pancaked ironically, and Josh Allen had nowhere to go. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't have a lot of good defensive players, but they lined they up against the, the run. They lined up against the one defensive player that Tennessee has right. 
Jeffrey Simmons and basically said, you know, we're going to run at you. Right. And I'm like, what? If you're going to do this, run like a read option out of shotgun or something. If you want Josh to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game, that's fine with me. He's your best player, obviously. And if you want him to run, that's fine. But don't t- try to Tom Brady it, you know? Yeah, like, Buff- it just to me, to me, Buffalo lost this game on their own. I thought they got yeah. sucked in too much into trying to play Tennessee's game and feeling like they need to establish a run to keep Tennessee's defense offense uh, honest. There are defense that's bad enough to where you don't need them to line up honest. Like, you have the guys to outplay them. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't let them think that you have to run the ball. Yeah. Um, are you going to go with anyway, the Chiefs in this one? They're, I know I'm they're on the road. I'm choosing the Chiefs. I know it's on the road. I know Nissan Stadium is a tough place to get a win in, as proven by the Monday Night Football game. But to me, the Chiefs are just still a better, talented team that's better coached. And I think with Andy Reid actually seeing how Tennessee attacked Buffalo, he's going to have the edge in game planning. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. Uh, Let's move on to the Washington football team traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Pretty big line there. Uh, Washington's two and four now. The Packers are five and one and have basically played perfect football. I'm expecting an onslaught. I'm expecting an onslaught. I mean, I am too. Uh, outside Outside of week one, the Packers have played really well. Aaron Rodgers literally owned the Bears in Soldier Field. It's kind of interesting how the NFL keeps promoting that, uh, but they're so against taunting penalties, right? Well, so you're allowed to talk crap to okay, the fans, so, so but you can't spike the ball. It's it's BS. I, I feel like there's there's some there's some exceptions to the rules, and one is if you get the double bird by a fan, you get to let them know that you are the better team. You get right. to, you get to let them know which team in the NFC North built a good NFC North Super Bowl contender year after year. Definitely wasn't Chicago. Definitely never Detroit. Minnesota always looks like they could, but they just never get the defense solid. So, I mean, Green Bay is just that team. And Aaron Rodgers, he's just that quarterback. I mean... I mean, you, that still doesn't... I if mean, you'd fl- if the you, NFL just still... If you still... give Aaron Rodgers the double bird, you should expect him to say, I own you. Yeah, it's not. If, that's not the point. The f- football is an emotional game, and if you want to spike it or look at a guy and flex or something, you should be able to do that. And it's not. It's, like, it's stupid. And it's not like Aaron Rodgers ran up there and tried to go beat up the person. Okay, that doesn't happen in the taunting penalties either. You're not trying to fight. Now, nobody. yes, the ta- now if the taunting side of it with the players and that and each other, yeah, I, I think some of those are dumb. There All were, of them are dumb. All the, of them are. Yeah, there's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, Football's an emotional game, man. The rule itself, yes, I do think it's dumb. I'm laying Aaron Rodgers off the hook on that one just no, because. No, I'm not, getting, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not mad at Aaron for doing it. I'm mad at the say. NFL for promoting that, but taking these taunting, quote-unquote, haunting calls so seriously. Well, it's stupid. Like, it's like a double standard. It's dumb. Well, I mean. It's the, like literally. The, it's so, the, the social media and the PR people don't really work with the actual executives. So that's why you. Plus, if you haven't noticed, Ryan, the NFL itself is kind of in a sticky situation. <coughs> Emails. Mm. Yeah, well, apparently they found no one else I call BS. Uh, we're both taking the Packers, right? I yes, mean, Packers. They they only won by ten over the Bears, but it was a pretty. But the Bears con- have a good defense. Yeah, it was Washington a pretty. Washington don't exactly. It was a pretty convincing uh, win. If there's any d- day for the Washington defense to actually show up this season, this should be the game because 
I mean, you're playing against a beat-up offensive line for Green Bay. Maybe they get some of their yeah. players back healthy. Um, now, it doesn't show me on my website. Is this game in Washington or in Lambeau? Uh, it's in Green Bay, so... Okay, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Washington. I I'm expect sorry. a lot of Lambeau leaps were both uh, taken the Packers. Sorry. Yes, Packers. We've agreed on every game Ooh, so far. And they're wearing the 1950 unis. Yeah, they look sick. They kind of look cool. Yeah, they do. Uh, the Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by a touchdown. That's kind of surprising. Six and a half point favorites. The Bengals are four and two, kind of surprising the world. And the Ravens are five and one. No big surprise there. The Bengals beat the Lions 34 to 11. The Ravens beat the Chargers 34 to six. Two blowouts there. One of them a little more impressive than the other. Uh, Ravens blowing up the Chargers. Um, I think this could be a very good game. And I say that because Joe Burrow is playing like a man possessed. He's on pace for 40 touchdowns this season. Um, he's absolutely unbelievable. And I don't think there's a real argument. I believe Joe Burrow is a top 10 quarterback in the league. I know this is like a weekly discussion we have, but like the way he's playing, man, behind a, such a bad offensive line. Well, he plays with confidence and poise and pocket presence and charisma and yeah it's, it's like he he it's awesome. he almost plays like aaron Rodgers. like he just he's just like he's a super relaxed he's like okay the defense lined up like this oh that's fine hey i know that defensive coordinator here's what he likes to do off this look so i'm just gonna call this obviously Madden. doesn't tell this yeah. player to move over here like he he looks so relaxed like he's like been there, done that. I don't care. And yeah, he's the NFL. And so he looks what? that way behind the sh- such a bad offensive right. line. So can you imagine if he was like have a good offensive line? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that they drafted Jamar Chase because he's on my fantasy team. He's been going off. But if they were to get better offensive linemen, maybe they will in this offseason. But man, I mean, this Cincinnati team does look good. Um, and they're unfor- fun to watch. Yeah, they are. Fun they're to watch. fun. Un- unfortunately, after just making sure that was played at M. M&T Bank Stadium. I'm going with the Ravens on this one. Lamar Jackson is just too much to handle for anybody in the NFL. Yeah, he's learned Baltimore's that, defense is just slightly better. And Yeah, I yeah, don't think it is. It's, it, Baltimore's it's, defense isn't good at all, man. I, I know that they held the Chargers. I said slightly. I know they held the Chargers to six points, but for the whole season at least, but they have not been very – like they haven't been very Ravens-esque. Um, I and know, I know that's they, because they're injured, but – I think the Bengals might have a better defense, and I, I never I thought know. I'd say I, that. I still think Baltimore. I'm not saying it's by much, but I, I don't know. I, I just see the Ravens just taking this win here at home, getting a key win against a AFC North rival, and kind of securing that division title. I like. I know it's only week what seven, but this this could really help solidify their chances of being the official favorites of the AFC North. You know what? I just changed my pick. I'm going to go with the Bengals on the road here. That's okay. my ups- that's my All upset right. of the there, week. There's your upset alert. Cincinnati on the road gets the win. We need to get like a little uh, AFC North rival and possibly the 2021 MVP Lamar Jackson. We need to get like a little notification. Ryan Jones upset pick of the week. Oh. Like with a guitar or something. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, that's my upset of the week. Okay. I don't know if uh, I mean we both picked the. Broncos to win, and that's technically an upset, but like, I don't, it's really a coin flip game. So Cleveland seems just too banked up to call an upset. Yeah. All right. Um, Carolina is favored by three. They are traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Only three. Only three. The Giants are one and five. The Panthers are three and three. Panthers lost to the Vikings in OT. 
Uh, heartbreaking loss there, 34 to 28, and the Giants got absolutely demolished by the Rams, 38 to 11. I'm surprised it's only three, but then again, anytime you make you have a road favorite, it's not usually by a lot, you know. So yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah, um, I, I understand it's in New York, but this Giants team is really banged up. I mean, did you watch them barely survive against the Cowboys? I mean, just survive, just like. Health-wise, like they were that banged up, running back gone, quarterback gone, receivers gone, just gone, 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 gone. Like at one one play at a time, a Giants player was being either sent to the tent, the locker room, or the hospital. Yeah, it was, it was bad. They are pretty banged up. And Daniel so, Jones also has not been very good at football again. He went like two weeks without having a turnover, right. and now he made up for it last week. He had like three picks and two fumbles. Oh yeah, and then they, yeah, and they played the Rams too. Yeah, I forgot we're two weeks behind technically. Yeah, because we, That's right. you know, we took it last week off, but they played the Rams and they got absolutely annihilated. Um, it was just those last two weeks. They were just getting. Beat up hard. I mean, the Cowboys game was bad, and then yeah, in the Rams game we saw Daniel Jones still being Daniel Jones, and so there's just not a lot. I expect, working with the Giants. I expect Carolina to just take care of business in New Jersey. I would say New York. I would say Panthers slightly. Um, Panthers Giants, at least by seven. I I I, th- I like the line at three, um, just because I know the Giants' defense hasn't been what it was last season, but I think they can. I'll take the over. They can get like you know. Maybe get a turnover here. Darnold hasn't been playing that well as of late. So maybe you got a potential few interceptions there, here and there on both sides of the ball. And it's like a low defensive battle is kind of what I have in mind. Stephon Gilmore might play in this game. So that's going to be really cool to watch him in a new on a new team, see what he looks like. Oh, coming Gilmore, off an Gilmore's going to be for this game? I th- Maybe. Uh, I was going to say, if he's for this game, then yeah, expect a blowout. Yeah, we just got to see what he looks like coming off injury. That's the main thing. Some players never are the same. I think um, he'll be fine. I, I think so, too. I just, you know. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers, but it's kind of a coin flip for me. I, you know, this is something about the Giants. I fully expect them to, like, clean house this offseason. Coach gone, GM gone, quarterback gone, rebuild, And we'll see restart. why on Sunday, because Carolina's going to just come in here and yeah. pounce on him. Gettleman hasn't been a good GM. I liked Joe Judge as a coach last year, but it, when you only – when, when you're 1-5 and five and I don't see many more wins on your schedule, no. um, I don't know how you can't fire him. Um, and it, we all know Daniel Jones has gone after the season. Anyways, we're both taking the Panthers. Yep. Let's move on to one of the more interesting games, in my opinion, the Atlanta Falcons at the Miami Dolphins. Atlanta is only two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it's basically a pick em. Falcons are 2-3. and three, The Dolphins are 1-5. My... Falcons are coming off a bye, so they've had two weeks to prepare for Miami. And the Dolphins lost in London to the Jaguars. Basically, London's home team anyways, right? So, yeah, Miami's... On a last-second field goal, too. Uh, Miami's just looking like a mess more and more each week. Like, they started that, out strong. I, I, I called it. They started the season I called out strong. It. I really thought... I, I didn't expect them to do much, but I at least expect them to be that, like, eighth, ninth seed... Team in the AFC. A lot of people thought they were a playoff team. I, I you know, um, I thought they were at least going to be a 500 team. But if it's you not remember, really looking like it. if you remember our very first podcast of this season, we made our bold predictions, and I said Miami will end up with a top five draft pick this season. Now, that might not happen because they might trade that first round draft pick for Deshaun Watson. 
As we got reports today, a few hours before we're recording this podcast. This could be the week we could see. This could be the week. And then Tua would either be shipped to Washington or Denver. Which team would you want to see Tua on? I I would rather him be on I'd rather rather see him on Washington because I I don't want him. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I I was gonna say Washington too. Problem is I don't know if Washington's willing to give up much to get him. And maybe that's why he's in Washington's also involved in this situation because maybe I mean you're not getting a lot for Tua no matter no, what because so I'm just trying to understand how the triangle trade here would work. I think a third round pick would be a reasonable. But who's Washington sending that third round pick to? Just Miami? Probably Miami. I don't know how the we don't know the logistics, but I do think that uh, Washington or Denver, whoever decides to make that move, they're not going to give up a lot for it. They wouldn't be interested otherwise no. because Tua is not that different from. Teddy Bridgewater for one, and probably not that different from Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're keeps, just kind of banking. Keeps, you're banking on the potential that it he keeps could the break Q, out. It keeps the QB room a solid C plus. That's uh, what it basically does. Yeah, you know, Tua in because at Tua's Tua, best, he's a B minus. Tua actually did play well in, against the Jags. Then again, it's the Jaguars defense, right. so you can't really put much stock into that. Um, but he did actually play pretty well in this game. He's efficient. Uh, didn't throw any interceptions, nothing like that. So, um, it's you know, I, I just kind of wanted to touch on the Deshaun Watson rumors. It'd be kind of cool to see it. Uh, and if it does happen, it'll be the first thing we talk about oh, yeah. on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And maybe Miami can actually salvage this season if well, they get well, the this que- guy. Well, the question is. Can he let, play, right? That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. even if the trade happens, it's legit. All of a sudden, Deshaun Watson's living in South Beach. Does the NFL or even... Miami just let him play day one, or are they going to wait for him to go through all the legal fiascos? Well, I don't think he's even on like a, the commissioner's exempt list. I don't even think he's on that right now. He's not, but I know they're still looking at things. Yeah, I know the NFL's still looking at things. The Houston Tech's still looking at things. Like it's it's so weird. I think it's weird that nothing's happened yet. Right. So I don't know. Um, I but- feel bad for whoever Texan player was trying out for the Texans in the preseason and probably lost his spot simply because they had to keep Deshaun Watson on the roster. Yeah, I agree. That like, um like that's a waste of a spot. It is a waste of a spot. And if the allegations are true, which we do not know they are true, uh, it's gonna be for nothing. Yeah. We'll see if it actually happens. Uh prediction of this one. The Falcons at the Dolphins. Who you got in this one? Two pretty bad teams. Uh, Falcons are only favored by two and a half, so it's basically a field goal game. I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. I'm also going to play it safe, too, and just play it fa- I'm going to say the Falcons. I still think about Ryan. They're favored he, on the He's one road. of the better quarterbacks still in the NFL, so I think they're, they're already decent. Um, I feel like the receiving core is a little bit better. Not by much, but it's... It's better. I mean, Kyle Kyle Pitts actually played like as a tight end slash receiver. Yep. And we saw what he can do and how he's a game changer now. So I think if he is more involved now, man, that was two weeks ago. Falcons are on a bye. came off a bye, man. Uh, it feels true. weird because like we're kind of skipping over. That's it. We're not skipping any more weeks. I don't care whose birthday it is. What if it's my birthday? Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, one more week. Guys. I'm just kidding. one more week. I'm just kidding. I would love to do this for my birthday. That sounds great. Um, so we're both taking the Falcons in that one. Let's move on Falcons. to the last of the Sunday morning games. The Jets at the Patriots. Patriots favored by seven here. Neither t- neither team has really had that great of a season. The Jets are one and four. The Patriots are two and four. Jets are coming off a bye, which could matter. They might they've had two weeks to prep for the Patriots, and they played them before. 
Oh yeah, they did, huh? Yeah, uh, Damian Harris ran over half the entire defense. I remember. I'm starting Damian Harris and this week I think in it's going to happen again. And I also think New England's going to be just fine, regardless how prepared the Jets feel. Uh, Patriots are coming off a loss to the Cowboys in OT. I'm surprised. And they that... duped it out with the Cowboys. Yeah, but they haven't been that good this season. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They had to duke it out with the Texans as well. Because that's what I'm saying. I and think so, this, I is what, this is what this Bill Belichick teams, teams are, team, though. Either this team looks inconsistent or the Texans are starting to look a little bit like Detroit, at least, and are just fighting. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not as bad on the Texans team itself, like their players and their coach. I do think at this point they're just like the Lions. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of backups, a lot of new people. Just trying to come up with the best game plan possible based on what they have. I mean, they're doing everything they can. They're just out talented. I mean, it's, it's the same just, thing. Just, just straight a, up. It's, they're fighting. The Patriots are going to be this team all season. They they might play spoiler to like a playoff team later in the season, you know, yeah. because of how well coached they are by Belichick. And all their games are going to be close. I think even this one's going to be close. I don't think Patriots win by seven. I think it's going to be like a three point game because that's it's always what happens with New England. They just four. play teams close. They play... I'll say they win by four. I, I think it'll still be more than, than a field goal. I don't know. I just think in this week, like, yeah, the Jets have done some things a little bit better now, and they do have that one win over Tennessee in overtime. Um, I just still think that Bill Belichick just knows how to beat the Jets. It happens every year. Like, it doesn't even matter who's that quarterback. It doesn't matter. Bill Belichick will figure it out against the Jets because it's the one franchise that always has a relatively new coach, a relatively new quarterback, and just not a lot of talent on both the front offensive line and the receiving core. It's gotten slightly and slightly and slightly better, but the Patriots, they they just know. They just know how to beat teams that are fresh into their experiences. I think the Patriots kind of need to take the training wheels off of Mac Jones because it's very evident when you watch them that they're not doing everything that they can be doing, you know? And I think that you need to take the training wheels off to see what you have because if you're going to be picking near the top in the top 10, which they might be because they're two and four right now, and it's not like they play an easy schedule. They're going to play, you know, the bills twice. And I'm not going to, obviously the Jets and the Dolphins aren't very good, but they are. They have similar records, so they're probably going to be duking it out. And who knows? The Patriots could end up being in last place in this division. It's a long shot, yeah. but no, it's a, it's a long shot. But it could happen. I think, and I think they'll still get second. You never know. Is I my think point. They still they, get second. they haven't played well to this point in the season. They're two and four. I think that if you're going to be picking near the top of the draft, which you very could be, you very well could be. Why not see what you have? And just draft another quarterback if Mac Jones ain't the answer, you know? A team will take him off your hands. Denver would love to have Mac Jones at this point, right? If you can upgrade a quarterback in the draft, you do it always. This is something we've talked about in the past. You have to have an elite quarterback talent. Mac Jones is obvious. Mac Jones isn't that, at least physically. He could be, you know, mentally, but I just I want to see what he can do in a real offense, not this cupcake rainbows bullcrap that they do just run an actual offense take the training wheels off so you can see what they have i don't know i and against I, a bad team like the jets that's this is the game to do it man you know i, I i'm picking the patriots 
I know you are. I need I need to see more from Mac Jones. I need to see better play calling. Well, I think a lot of people want to see more from Mac Jones, and I get it. It's just with the complex offense they actually run, it's they don't want to rush everything into Mac Jones. And Mac Jones has proven that he can learn the stuff. I mean, they had quite a game plan against Tampa Bay. Mac Jones actually was involved offensively in that game. So he's learning the things. He'll, he'll execute what Bill Belichick wants him to execute. But, yeah, I'm also eager to see more and more plays being implemented for Mac Jones and more and more plays for Mac Jones to execute. I just want to see. We want to see more. M- more. I think we're just desperate for good rookie quarterback play, too. Because this clip. This year right, Trevor, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence has been playing well this season. He just plays on a bad team, you know? With a bad coach. Yeah, with a horrible coach. It's. Horrible person, horrible coach. Anyways, moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. There are four of them. First up, the Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to take on the Oakland Raiders. Raiders are only favored <laughs> Vegas. by they're only favored by three in this one. It's not Oakland, dude. I have Oakland written in my notes. I keep doing this. Stop writing Oakland. The, the Oak, they're the Oakland Raiders to me. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are three point favorites in this one. I thought the line would be more. Raiders coming off a very dominant win over the Broncos. Eagles lost to the Bucks on Thursday night, so they've had a little bit more rest than the Raiders. I still think that the Raiders, this is a good game for the Raiders. I think the Raiders, they get to 5-2 and two if they win this game. I never thought the Raiders would be 5-2, and two, and I know you didn't either. Um, um, I think I it's time to, for you to start admitting that your team might be a good team. Mmm... I mean, I'm I'm expecting them to win only because we're playing an NFC East team that's not the Cowboys. But I I'm too hesitant. I've been a Raiders fan long enough to know that consistent good Raider football takes longer than six weeks into an NFL season to see. What if I told you that the head coach of the Raiders has been fired and you might have upgraded at head coach? Oh, I already thought we were going to upgrade it, head coach, <laughs> as soon as I knew the email story came out. Um, I, I'm glad that we're, we have a coach that has been in the league and been coaching yeah, the, the, for I don't, so long. I don't know the dude's name. I can't, but believe, I can't believe he's never been a head coach. You know he's been coaching in the NFL for 20 years straight? Yeah, he's 20 been. 20 years. Yeah, he's a special teams coordinator, right? right? Yeah. But he knows all the in and outs of an NFL room, of an NFL roster, of NFL game plans. Like, he's seen the game evolve. He... He knows, and I gotta give him props. I mean, they they played really well against Denver. I'm sorry, it was against your Denver team. No, it's but... fine. It, this was the best I've ever seen the Raiders play this season. So this is be- this is a. I do think they're now better because the coaching will be a bit more up to date. It'll be more. It'll be refreshed, and now all the players on the Raiders locker room hopefully will be on the same page in regards to how they want to win games and stuff like that. But again, I mean, this Raiders team, we're still lacking some talent. On the defensive side, on the offensive line, it's. I th- I, I got to see more. The Raiders formula. Yeah, we got a, We we had a good win in Mile High. I just need to see more. Hopefully, we get a dominant win here against the Eagles because I know the Eagles are one of the worst teams in the NFL currently. But the Eagles, I mean, they're they're still a team that we shouldn't take softly. Yeah, because they, they gave a heck of a fight to Tampa Bay on Thursday. Yeah, they have a lot of talent offensively. Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders, Jalen Smith can run, you know, so it's not like they don't have their work cut out for them. Um, I want to talk about the Raiders 
defensively because we know that they're going to always be a good offensive team with the talent they have on that side of the ball. But defensively, man, they continue to just make offenses look silly. Like Max Crosby has turned into one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Um, they added pieces in the secondary, Trevor Morag, Casey Hayward from the Chargers, and low-key, it's a decent secondary, and they have some really good players on that side of the ball now. Um, I'm a little more sold on the Raiders than you are. I just think that I think that you need you you are thinking about more, years past. I, I need more patience. I, I I'm sorry. I I'm this I'm isn't the same. More, this isn't the same team. Is my it's point. Not. It's not. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad that this team is super talented on the receiving core. I'm glad that Derek Carr is now playing some some of the best Derek Carr we've seen probably in his career. I'm glad that we're now having a head coach who has so much experience in the NFL in consistent years that we'll probably have a more refreshed offense or at least have a more up-to-date philosophy on what we should do on certain situations. Granted, he might not be the coach next year, but... But... He keeps the ship afloat. Yeah, I mean... I'm just, I don't I'm think I'm just hesitant. I'm look, just hesitant. There's I don't think that games. there's any coincidence that the moment John Gruden's out the door, the team looks a hundred percent better. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. And I think that that's gonna continue. Do I think the Raiders are gonna win a Super Bowl? No. Do I think they're a playoff team? Absolutely. I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. I'll say best case scenario six seed. Yeah. I mean that's not like a bad thing. Best case scenario. They're not gonna win the division, obviously. No, they're not. No, no. I don't think they're going to win the Chiefs division. Chiefs and Chargers will duke it out sometime in November or December. But I think the Raiders are a playoff team this year. I really we're, do. We're at best. We're at best a six seed. But I would not be surprised. And that's if not this a bad was, thing, Ashton. I'm not, I'm not. I know it's not. Look, I get it. You're a Denver Broncos fan, and you're just dying just to have a quarterback. I get it. Yeah, I'd kill for Derek Carr. Okay, but I've seen the ownership and the leadership in this team, and every one step forward in the regular season. We take two big, fat steps backwards in the offseason. That has nothing to do with the way they're playing right now. It just doesn't. I don't, it doesn't I, matter I don't how they do in the offseason right now. Yeah. Right now, they're playing very good football. I'm, I'm just on it. And we're time. both picking the Raiders this week. Yeah, well, they're playing an NFC East team, Ryan. The Lions, the, Cowboys. the Lions are traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, Rams are 15-point favorites. Jesus Christ. Uh, that makes sense. The Lions are the only winless team in the NFL at this point. And they're 0-6 for the first time since they went 0-16 in yeah, 2008. They might go 0-17. The Rams just look dominant over the Giants. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this game. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this. I want to ask you this, though. It's considering the Lions' future offseason. Mm-hmm. The Lions are probably going to end up with a number one pick if they keep this up um so hypothetical okay so in this do, are they taking a quarterback is my question jared goff obviously hasn't played very well um because of the situation he's in and obviously he's not that great of a quarterback right so with such a lackluster quarterback class outside of a few guys um the consensus is this is not a good quarterback class right so outside of a few dudes that may end up being very well, like, you know, being good in this draft process. We don't know yet because we haven't – me and you haven't done any draft research yet, and we will eventually, probably around the midseason mark, we'll start with the mock drafts and all that garbage. But I don't even know – like, 
first of all, there might not be a quarterback worthy of the number one pick this year. You have such a dominant edge rusher coming out of Oregon who's the consistent number one pick. If you're the Rams, do you give Goff another year and just take the edge rusher? Or do you, I don't want to say reach, because taking a quarterback this early is never a reach because it's the most important position in all the sports, right? Do you take the quarterback with the most potential and have him sit for a few seasons, or do you take the edge rusher who's guaranteed to maybe help your team a little bit? Your roster's so bad, you're not winning anything in the next few years anyways. What do you do here? What's your team-building strategy for the Lions going forward? Honestly, if you're Detroit and everything's a mess, everything, and you know for the next two years... It's going to be longer than that, but yes, say two years. <laughs> I'm being nice. Yeah. You know I mean? Let's say for the next two years, you're probably still not getting all the players you need to duke it out with the top NFL teams, let alone the teams that are above 500. I'd kind of shop that first overall pick. For what? I'd see what it's worth to anyone else. Because, this is not, because we've seen teams that were really bad that got that first overall draft pick and said, you know what? Quarterbacks don't look good right now. Rams, they didn't want Mitch Trubisky. So what do they do? They trade their top draft pick to the Bears. Guess which of those two is doing good been in the Super Bowl slash now still competing for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think if you're Detroit and you're thinking long game and you're looking at the draft class that's coming up. It's not a bad idea, actually. You you look at what your first round your first overall pick is worth, and try and get as many decent players or as many other draft picks as you can get. Long long term wise, you might as well try and just get more talent. Yeah. Rather than pray that one guy is going to save your franchise, because let's save it. Barry Sanders didn't save it. Calvin Johnson didn't save it. Matthew Stafford was there for twelve years, couldn't save it. The the, the era of praying for one man to win you a football to flip a franchise around is over. Yeah. It's over, mm-hmm. right? Like we agree, Trevor Lawrence needs. Well, first some, of all, you didn't even pick. Urban Meyer you didn't guys. even pick one of the options that I that I suggested. Okay, but well, I like, but I like your, I like your philosophy for them. Yeah, I'd I actually, see. I actually do agree with you that a trade down would probably be the best thing. Another thing would be if the Deshaun Watson situation resolves itself and he doesn't get traded, uh, Houston would definitely take the number one pick and. What better way to, obviously this is just on-field Deshaun Watson. If, if Yeah, but the Lions would have to jump the gun on that now. Yeah, they probably, well, like, maybe, They'd have to jump, maybe. And, and the Texans we don't know won, that. We the, don't know that, and the, Well, I'm saying, if Miami, Miami, if Miami doesn't do it, then there would be talks about possibly Detroit trying to do it, but Houston would have to actually wait until the end of the season. Because if it's not, like, a guaranteed top five draft pick... Then why would okay? Houston well, like hypo- hypothetical, hypothetical. He doesn't get traded till this offseason. The draft order set. I would totally do that if I was the Lions. I would trade their number one pick for Deshaun Watson. What? What mm. better? What better way to revamp your franchise and you know get the whole thing started? You know your whole rebuild started, and then get a franchise quarterback. Deshaun Watson to T.J. Hawkinson. Can you? Like, whoo! Oh, it'd be beautiful. And now they got Penae Sewell. Who's you know protecting his blind side? Oh man, it'd be. No, Detroit has a fine offensive line, and if they just get some receiving help, they could be a decent team with Deshaun Watson. And then you just slowly build up that team. He's only like what 25, 26 years old. So problem is Detroit doesn't draft well. 
They don't, but maybe under the you know maybe under this new regime we'll see you know how know. much they are. I, how I, gotta, they are. I gotta see how the rest of the season goes, obviously. But right now it just looks like Detroit's still a mess. That they're just trying to win the Detroit way, which has never happened in the NFL. So I don't know why it's such a big deal to try it. And that if they do end up being the team that lands that number one overall pick, they need to do what the Rams did back when they were really really bad and barely moved over to Los Angeles and say, you know what, we just need to get more commodity and then we can either trade all that commodity for a guy in the future that can help us win or we use up all that commodity to get the players that sean mcveigh really wants they're tanking for arch manning (laughs) they're tanking for arch all right uh we're both taking the rams obviously they're 15 point favorites no surprise Rams are gonna have some fun i Uh, i hope they do because i have matthew stafford uh, and Bear, he has Matthew Stafford playing his former team. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But I mean, it's not in Detroit. If it was in Detroit, it'd be a little mean, a little bit more. But yeah. uh, the yeah, the Chicago Bears are at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks are twelve and a half point favorite. That's a big line to me. I feel like with Det- with the way the Bears play defense, I feel like it'd be a little bit, little bit low over line. But I understand it. The Bears are three and three, sitting at five hundred. Coming off a loss to the Packers, we talked about it. The Bucks are five and one. They beat the Eagles. Um, I know they only won by six, twenty-eight to twenty-two, but it just seemed like that game was never really close, right? So ultimately, I know we're both going to take the Bucks here. Yeah, I think it could be a closer game than twelve. It and a half could. I, I, I think it should be. I, think, I, I, I would th- say seven. I really thought of all games to have a twelve-point margin, odds-wise. I didn't expect it to be Tampa Bay and Chicago. Yeah. I definitely I, expect it to be Detroit and L.A. I was probably going to lean towards the Carolina Giants one just because I think the Giants are that bad of a mess and Carolina could do it. Um, but, yeah, not Tampa Bay and Chicago. I think Chicago's defense is still really good. I mean, I, I the Packers I, didn't score that much points, and they're just killing everybody. I could see, you know, the Bucks beat the Eagles 28-22, to and I could see that kind of a game score-wise in this one, you know, 28-22-ish, something like that, 30-23. to 23. I mean, are they really thinking 34-17 to 17 or 34-19? to 19? I mean, that, Is look, that their logic I could see that, too. It's just like I expect a little bit of a closer game than 12-and-a-half, but... Where's that, Tampa Bay? It's in Tampa, so that's something. Justin Fields against this pass rush. Oof, that's going to be a rough day for him. Um, and you probably don't have your running backs in this one if you're Chicago either, but... Yeah, it's... I still think that... I don't know. I, I, it's just interesting because Tampa Bay's secondary is banged up. So it is. So if Justin Fields can get the balls out quickly, this game could really get close. Yeah. But if Chicago's offensive line's really that bad and we just see Tampa Bay having a party in the backfield every third snap, then... Yeah. yeah. I Yeah. We're both taking Tampa Bay. We're taking Bay Tampa on. Bay anyway. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting to see how wide or close the margin is. All right. We're not going to spend much time on this next one. The last of the Sunday afternoon games... The Texans at the Cardinals. Cardinals are 17.5-point favorites. That's a big line. Yeah. Might be the the biggest one we've seen. I don't remember what the Bills line against the Texans was. It was something similar, right? It was like 17-something, right? It was close. Yeah, it was a it was this might be the biggest line of the season. The Cardinals are undefeated. Uh they destroyed the Browns, who are very injured right now. Still a very impressive win. Uh the Texans lost to the Colts 31 to 3. Uh We'll talk about the Colts next, but I know we're both taking the Cardinals here, right? Yeah, no, it's... it's there's nothing they need to they're, spend time They're just on, right? too good on a lot of things, like just their offense alone. I mean, it's top I think that the overall. Texans would still be 1-5 if Deshaun Watson was playing. That's how bad of a team this is. It's... it's Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think they'd Honestly, still be that bad. I, 
don't know, because the the last couple of games the Texans played, it, they're fighting, man. They're fighting. Yeah, no, they're like the Lions. They're, they're, they're fighting. They really like are. Like if, it's like, just honestly, Deshaun Watson could have probably won them two more of their games. I can they, see because they three. do that with the Patriots. They actually gave a good early punch to Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland figured it out later on, but still, yeah. like they're this team can fight. I'll give them that. I, I not in this game, thirty-one to three. No, 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 no. I mean, Arizona's gonna blow them out. But I'm just saying, like, I don't hate the Houston team. I don't like the organization, but I'm not hating on the team. I think they have some players. I think the coach, he's he's a good coach. He's definitely figuring some things out. They're just out talented everywhere. That's yeah. just all it is. I I really feel bad for them at this point. I do too. Um, it the only thing the Houston Houston's good for this year is they're kind of reviving. Some careers of some veterans, and that's right. basically what they are. They're just giving they're, veteran they're players a second chance. They're spending playoff money, and all they have is preseason talent. All right. Uh, we're both taking the Cardinals. Let's move on to the Sunday night game. We just mentioned the Colts at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are four-point favorites, so about a field goal there. Uh, Colts are 2-4. and four. The Niners are 2-3. and three. It seems like both these teams really need a win here. Uh, the Colts beat the Texans 31-3. to three. The 49ers are coming off a bye uh, so that's pretty big for them. Get a little bit of healthy, more healthy in your quarterback room. Obviously, Kittle's not going to play in this one, but you get healthier in your quarterback room, healthier in your running back room. I think I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to say the Colts on the road. Colts really need a win, and coming off a dominant win over the Texans, maybe that's the kind of confidence that Carson Wentz needed. Mm. The last two weeks... Carson Wentz has played very good football. Can I just say that? He look, he's, he's, he's looking like good. his old self. He, he's really looking good. I think the and Eagles it's, have... This Niners defense isn't amazing. Like, Yeah, they have their star players, but banged up secondary. It's still rated second in the league. Yeah, it is. Reason. It's just, I just don't... I don't know, man. There's something different about this Niners team. I know I have them as the number two seed in the NFC, they're not going to get that this year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. To me, this is a experiment with Trey Lance here to see what you have and get him experience because this is this division's so good right now. The Niners are in play for the future. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, let's 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 not overreact with the Niners' record because oh, I'm not. I'm not. I no. Because I, they're playing. They they've played half their division already, mm-hmm. or they played you know the two thirds of their division. So yeah. like, you knew those games were going to be fifty fifty regardless. Even the Seahawks, they they fight no matter who they have, and I they mean, had Russell Wilson when they played them. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I'm not trying to overreact to the Niners. I just, so I. So you're so you're saying upset here though. I'm calling you're an calling, upset. You're calling it at least an upset. Yeah, I think the Colts get a win here <sighs> on the road, and the Colts kind of continue to fight their way into the AFC, AFC playoff picture. They have a great coach, a great roster, um, and a quarterback that is reviving his career. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take the Colts here. Man, they really do. Uh, I don't know. It's We don't know who's playing in this game that is at true. quarterback. That is Jimmy true. G, they're both hurt, so we'll see who's playing. And that, and that's the thing, it's gonna too. Be, like, it'll be one of them. Kyle Shanahan's all about having the perfect offense for all of his players. So now that he's dealing with injuries on the offensive side rather than the defensive side, He's definitely probably like arguing with himself on what offense he wants because we saw with, you know, Jimmy G. It was a lot of one back, eye back, stuff like that. I you mean, can run the, still, and you was, can run with the pistol with Trey Lance, and they've been running the pistol with Trey Lance. Like, mm-hmm. and then again, you run the pistol not 
not a lot has to change offensively. You just kind of implement read options and design runs with Trey Lance, right? You still run the same running concepts, right? At least blocking scheme-wise and all that stuff. So you, not a lot changes other than you just add on design runs. You, with. Well, the prompt, and you may have to dumb down the playbook a little bit for Trey Lance too. There's just some plays you you like in one formation, and some plays you don't like in another. Yeah, yeah. And hope, and I don't. Man, you know what? I'm actually gonna go with you on this one. Wow. I'm gonna pick the upset. Dang I haven't it. had an upset. I haven't really picked an upset that I liked. Ashton Yanez is upset pick of the week. Upset alert. Um, Ring, ding, ding, ding. I mean, I I, I like the Colts. I think they're a team that can really still play with anybody in the NFL. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. Him with Frank Wright, I still think is one of the better quarterback head coaching combinations in the NFL that we have this season. And they they do have a good, talented roster. This last week It's just putting them in the right place at the right time. And I think, upset-wise, they have a chance to do it here against the Niners. The... uh... I know it was against the Texan, but uh, last week Carson Wentz was the number one graded quarterback in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus. So it was against the Texans, but and you could see by the score it was a blowout. But he played really well in that game. Well, and the fact that they blew them out, like you know, what I mean, like they're, they're playing supposed like a good to, team. yeah, exactly. Like, like right, if you're considered a good team, you have to put away the teams that are bad. Mm-hmm. And so they did a good job of that. Even the Patriots couldn't do it. No, they didn't. So so we're both taking the Colts here. I thought I was going to be alone, but I am not. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. This is going to be either a great battle or a complete you-know-what show. (laughs) Uh, The Saints are five-point favorites as they travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Saints are three and two coming off a bye week, so they've had two weeks to prep for Seattle, which is probably why they're favored here. Also, no Russell Wilson. Seattle is now two and four. With Russell Wilson gone, their season's basically over. Seahawks... Did only lose to the Steelers by three, though. It was 23-20, to 20, so another primetime game for Seattle. Kind of surprising. Yeah, it's... Surprised uh, nothing's been flexed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Monday night, though. You, can only, you can't really flex that, right? Well, I mean, that is just like... I do sort of look forward to Peyton Manning commenting on Jameis Winston's play. Yeah, Jameis has been strange James, this cause year. Because we've, we've had current Jameis, and then we've had 2019 Jameis. We've had good and bad Jameis we've had, this year. We've had all the Jameises um, in one season. Last, not last week because they didn't play last week, but two weeks ago we had good Jameis. Which we did. They, yeah, so, and I, I hope that continues because you know as well as anybody that knows me, I, I, I'm a big Jameis guy. I've always said, man, you just cut those interceptions in half, you got a damn near Hall of Fame quarterback, you know? You right. cut those 30 picks in half. He has the talent. Yeah, he just he has, has to work on his decision-making. Yeah. Because this is something that I've seen been an issue for him, even since he was on the Gruden grinder camp show before he got drafted. Kind of funny to bring back Gruden again, not trying to. But it's just the fact that he always committed to the first guy. He always committed to the primary receiver. Like, he was never good on check downs. He was never about re- – like, he always thought – he could just force every throw. He really thought he was like Brett Favre. He really thought he could just throw it in and be complete no matter what. And we're seeing that that's obviously not the case in the NFL or in really good college football games. So, but I think James Winston's starting to figure that out. He's been really playing some good football, even though he had that one bad game where we got Vietnam flashbacks of him again. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was weird. Um, but... Yeah, I, I really just look forward to seeing Peyton Manning talk about it. 
Yeah, really, it's been a long time without Monday Night Commentary, huh? We really missed the Mannings. Oh, we need it so bad. We've missed it. It was... We, we really have. I mean, they're so awesome. And the fact that they watch it as fans, but they also have that experience and background of being in the NFL for so long. They're both practically Hall of Famers. One of them is. One of them isn't yet, but... He probably will be. He, Eli will probably be in the Hall of Fame eventually. So, it's awesome to see... Whether just, he should or not, that's another debate well, for either, another day. <laughs> either way, it's just like the two greatest... You know, the greatest football brothers from the greatest football family are using their nearly two decades of experience in football and saying, well, here's what they're doing wrong. Here's what they do right. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I do like. Like, we're we're really getting into the minds of actual football players, and they speak their mind. They're not afraid to. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I want to see – I want to know what Jameis – who are we picking? I'm going to go with the Saints on the road here. No Russell Wilson means no chance for the Seahawks, in my opinion. I'm taking the Saints. If Russell Wilson plays, I will make a disclaimer. If Russ plays, I'm picking Seattle. Right. So basically, yeah, if Russ, Russ plays, if Russ plays, I'm picking Seattle, even if he's injured. If he does not play, I'm picking the Saints. This is going to count for my record. I'm just saying. It uh-huh. just depends on who plays. Uh huh. Well, we know who's playing. It's going to be Geno Smith. We don't know that. Russell Wilson's unhuman. This man is like. They said he was Jesus. Be out for a few weeks. We'll see. At least Russell Wilson's basically Jesus Christ reincarnated. So we'll see about that. Um, Russell he's been Wilson an, also has one more big contract to sign before he retires. So he's probably gonna just yeah. play it safe and not try and help the Seahawks get third place in the NFC West. You never know. Uh, are you picking the Saints with me? <sighs> I will pick the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I will. Just You're because hesitant because of Jameis, aren't you? I am. I, I just don't know what Jameis I'm getting, but at the same time, I, I know, you know what I'm I You know what we should have done before we started? We okay. should have looked up what Jameis's, like, primetime game results his are prime like. primetime record versus yeah, is regular. He like, is, he like, is he like Kirk Cousins in primetime when he sucks, or is he know. like... We never... We'll have to do the research and uh, get those numbers out on the next episode. Yeah, and we'll definitely have a lot to talk about on the next episode, because... Could be a Deshaun Watson move. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Know? This NFL is just fun. It is fun. This fun. has been, the honestly. The stories, the headlines, the good, the bad, the weird. It's all here on this the is, NFL. This has been one of the best NFL seasons that we've had in a long time. And, you know, it, the nation needs it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. This has been one of the best seasons of the NFL that I can remember in a long time. So. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. It? Is that it game-wise? We covered everybody? Yeah, we covered everyone. A little bit of a shorter... It, it's not. We still went an hour, but yeah. because there's less games, we we kind of went into more detail about them and whatnot. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the Stampede Podcast. Remember to follow us uh, on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Still working on getting the YouTube up and running. We'll see uh, if we can get that on the slate next week. If not, hope you guys understand. Follow us on all of our <laughs> socials. Um... Shout us out on whatever social media, and we will shout you out in the next podcast. See you guys next time. Adios. We still haven't figured out an outro. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.